Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life. This is Paul. And this is Jeannie. Happy you're with us. Yes, we're happy that you're with us because we've got the pleasure of talking about Joseph, one of our favorite people from the Bible. Um, sometimes you'll hear a teaching that's called From the Pit to the Palace. Mm. And I think today we're going to visit the pit. Mm. And sometimes life is a pit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if we get thrown in there by somebody else. Absolutely. So, uh, Jeannie, why don't you paint the picture for us? Okay. Well, we ended last time with, um, we know the dad has a history of sending Joseph out to spy on the boys when he thinks they're up to no good. Uh, so he sends his son, uh, Jacob, sends Joseph out. Uh, and he's wandering around and he just so happens to wander, run into a guy, and he says, have you seen my brothers? They go, oh, yeah, they're yeah, over they, there. I think part of it was they weren't where they were supposed to be. No, no. So Dad had the right instincts to try yeah. and figure out what the boys were up to. But whoever he ran into that gave him direction had seen them. So who knows if it was an angel or whether it was somebody yeah. that... But God planted that person because sure. you can imagine this kid wandering around in the desert <laughs> trying it. There's no, uh, you know, Siri telling you yeah. where to turn right or left yeah, or where no you're at. They didn't even have compasses yeah, probably exactly. back then. So he's out there wandering around, gets some direction. And um, when the brothers see him coming, they start talking amongst each other and yeah, uh, decide grumbling. that they want to get rid of him. And looking back at uh, Jacob, their dad, and Esau, their uncle, we saw how the jealousy and unforgiveness that wasn't kept in check was destroyed Esau. That's right. It wrecked the family. It wrecked the whole family. Sure. And he was planning on murdering his brother. And so, oh. No wonder the uh, New Testament speaks so highly of brotherly love. Yeah. And that uh, Peter even said that we're to love each other with a fervent love. Yeah, love covers a multitude of sins. That's right. Yeah, and to be quick to forgive. Quick to forgive. That's so huge. So uh, we're picking it up now in Genesis 37, verse 18, and referring to the brothers. It says, Now when they saw him, Joseph, afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Wow. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer's coming. They called him a dreamer. Come, therefore, let us now kill him, cast him into some pit, and we will say some wild beast devoured him. We will see what happens to this dreams of his. Wow. Now, you know, isn't there a thing in law about somebody who murders in the first degree or second degree or whatever one of them is like a fit of rage yeah fit of rage or something's premeditated right. and planned out those are two different things yeah. yeah even though this is maybe happening in just a few minutes it's still premeditated it's premeditated and so detailed cold detailed yeah. and uh, then in verse 23 it says so it came to pass when joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors yeah. that was on him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit, pit was empty, and there was no water in it. So yeah. what was Joseph well, feeling when yeah, he was know, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm picturing him being thrown into this pit. He hits the side of the wall. I don't know. It must be deep enough that he can't climb out of it. It says there's no water in it. 
and uh, he's in the desert, and thump, 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 you know, hits the ground. I don't know. Uh, he's probably thinking, this can't be real. I, am I dreaming, you know? Why would they have so much hate for me, uh, kind of thing. Right. Because he wouldn't knowingly walk into a trap like that. No. Cause, he must have been naive. Yeah, we'll further find every indication that uh, one of the special things about Joseph is that he's brilliant. <laughs> he's very, very smart. And uh, so I, that could be another reason why they don't like him very much. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. a tattletale smarty pants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but to be turned on against by your own family. Yeah. That, Being persecuted yeah. by your own family. Yeah. You know, that's probably one of the hardest betrayals that you can experience. If you'll recall, even Jesus at, uh, in his ministry uh, went to Nazareth, his hometown, mm. and ended up saying a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. Hmm. Among his own people, because they're looking at him like, you know, who do you think you are? We, you know, we saw. We just you watched up. that again in the Chosen series, which yeah. again we recommend. Yeah, and that was season three. I don't know which one it was. Yeah, but it brought it to life watching it. It yeah. did, and even to the fact point that he tells his mom Mary, you probably should leave town for a little while until it cools down. You know, so everybody yeah. is going to suffer. Yeah. Now that's not in the Bible. No, but, but you know, they're they're trying to you know, present a smooth a transition from one scene to another as the Bible But, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, like you're going to teach in John, came to his own and his own did not know him. Yeah. You know, when he went to his hometown, those are people that he grew up with. That's right. And they knew his character. Yeah. And But they'd not, many of them had not seen his miracles or no. really heard his teaching. No. Only by way of rumor through sound. Right. Right. So, but just what Jesus was feeling, even though he knew and he made that statement, a prophet's not welcome in their own hometown, or, you know, by those that are too familiar with you. Yeah. Um, it still must have really stung because he was a man that, that he looks yeah. at these people that he grew up with and loves. in this small town and loved. And he came to them came to his own and he made the the statement when he read read from Isaiah that he was the Messiah. Yeah. And, and yeah. they were shocked. Like <laughs> were how could you call I yeah. mean they've been looking forward to the Messiah coming yeah. for how many years? Yeah. And then for their homeboy to say that he's the Messiah. Yeah. But it turned into rage. Yeah. yeah. Where they were going to throw him off the cliff, it says. That's right. Yeah. And then it says Jesus passed through their midst. It Which, was not yet his hour. It wasn't yeah. his hour. He just passed through. Yeah. The cross was still up ahead. So when people turn on you and you're persecuted and you haven't yeah. done anything wrong, that yeah. can really, really be difficult. I think, I think probably the first thing to know is that such is going to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. It, well, it, even Jesus said, if the world hated me, Expect that the world's yeah. going to hate you when, yeah. when you're acting like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do with it? <laughs> you take the pain to the Lord, yeah. and then you hold on to the hope that he's got a plan, you know? Even when the disciples, so many of them were martyred, you know, their, their life was over at that moment because they were persecuted and martyred. But look, 
Paul and all the others that wrote the New Testament, their life didn't end. Oh, no. And we still glean from their lives. Yeah. And they didn't leave one moment sooner than they were supposed to. Right. And it was God's timing. We know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. So even though it hurts when people turn on us, we need to know that the Lord's with us it, and He's got yeah. a plan. Yeah, we, we have to really come to that place of maturity in our Christian walk where we get what we need from the Lord. First. First and foremost. And then in turn, we're able to, you know, what's that old? Enjoy line? others. Yeah, enjoy others and... Uh, you know, be able to withstand the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I think is a line from Shakespeare. But the only one that you give that much power to is God. Yeah, exactly right. You know, it um, still can hurt, but you don't give yeah. him that kind of power to destroy you. And you can you can fall back on these truths that God loves you, that He has a plan for your life, that you'll always be with Him, that mm -hmm. He said, "I'll never leave you or forsake you." And, uh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. It has to be most, most assuring and reassuring to us that God loves us. So we ended with uh, Joseph being down in that empty, dry pit. Well, and what's going on with him? Hang in there, Joe. Hang <laughs> in there, Joe. Let's pray. Father, Let's see what happens next. <laughs> thank you so much for loving us and, again, giving us time to ponder your word and to see how it in what ways you can use it, Lord, to apply to our lives. And Lord, thank you for loving us. I pray blessings on my brothers and sisters who are listening. Encourage their hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.